In three, Let's go. two, Game one. Up. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Headset. I am your co-host, Rick. This is your other co-host, Jones. What's going on? And we are going to be discussing all sorts of stuff with AI and Web3 and maybe a little VR. All that good stuff. And we'll just get right into it. Some, Let's uh, just do it. News. Oh my gosh. Actually, with that intro, you just reminded me of some AI stuff that is kind of interesting that happened this week. So I'll talk oh, about that. I got that a story too. for the AI side oh, cool. of things, but we'll see. Hell yeah. Nice. Do you want to kick things off? Uh, sure. Let's just get into AI. Fuck it. Yeah. Google. Let's do it. Has entered the mega yes, tech court totally battle for AI supremacy. Um, I think one of the unexpectedly huge benefits of chat GPT has been the ability to search things, especially for me as a programmer, it's been insanely valuable asking questions that I otherwise would be digging through stack overflow for hours, looking for semi-related answers that I then have to modify to fit my own example. It's a pain and chat GPT mm -hmm. has kind of eliminated that for really simple coding issues I'm having, or if the documentation sucks for something. So there's serious value there in the search space. And now Bing, because Microsoft is part owner of OpenAI, has a pretty huge advantage in the search engine space. Google mm -hmm. realizes that. So they are launching Bard. And it did not start well for Google. They <laughs> demonstrated Bard. And one of the facts that came up with Bard was not true. It claimed that the James Webb Telescope discovered exoplanets, but it wasn't that. Um, and Alphabet, the parent company of Google, lost about $100 billion in market value. Personally, <laughs> I don't think it's that big a deal. I think, honestly, if you're spooked by that, you should be spooked by ChatGPT, too. Because Well, so I, I also heard, though, that it actually technically was right. And it was like a yeah, semantic I saw something. difference yeah. in the way that the, th the thing happened. So that's interesting. I think, I think Maybe. yeah, it's, it's kind of like a wishy-washy thing where like people just need to realize that these models don't know right from wrong. They don't know, they don't have an opinion on anything. They're just scraping the web and putting things together. And a lot of times putting things together pretty incorrectly. Um, I was reading a whole Twitter thread about how this teacher said it's just so obvious when students submit papers from chat GPT and just don't edit anything because it's just there's so many little inaccuracies, but the grammar is perfect. There's also I feel like the technicals <laughs> it's like too good. almost. Yeah, it's like the technicals it nails, but then like factual things, opinionated things come off as very odd or incorrect mm -hmm. um but i just think it's interesting that a google's getting in the mix here uh, they got in very quickly after chat gpt started to take off and bing started using it yeah um, the whole thing is fascinating because i have heard that google had this like they were sitting on this for a while and they just didn't want to release it for various reasons it was too advanced or, or whatever yeah and now since open ai kind of you know, had this whole chat GPT thing, it kind of forced their hand on getting in the mix here. I think the whole search thing is really interesting because it's going to shift a lot of the nature of how advertising potentially is done. Or I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but 
a lot, you know, SEO is such a huge thing and adver- paying for advertising. When you search something, someone searches something, your business is kind of the first one to pop up. And so now I was seeing demos where the search thing still exists. And then there's like, a, you know, a, the chat GPT answer as well. But that's going to be really interesting. If people start gravitating more towards the AI generated answers, where does this whole SEO search stuff start playing into? And then also, it was really interesting because I've been seeing things about how the sourcing of the material that the AI is outputting is very not there yet for Bing and for Bard. Mm-hmm. And that is very unfair, it seems like, to the people who are putting out this content that the AI is being trained on, especially when it's on something like a search where it's really – it when they integrate it into search – it's now kind of a direct competitor to the Google search results. And so if you don't mm-hmm. cite there, then that seems like it is a very potential problematic issue for existing publishers, existing businesses, et cetera. And so I was seeing this one, uh, it's another kind of search AI power thing called Neva. And they do this really interestingly where it's they're, they started by being very cognizant of the source the citing sources etc and so when the ai outputs things basically they're all kind of underlined they all have uh, citations almost like a paper that you would write with like footnotes mm-hmm. on on what the article is what the training model is which i thought that was really interesting it seems like that's where bard and bing are going towards i haven't actually used those so correct me if i'm wrong if they do incorporate that but my understanding is it's not very robust and so yeah. i was listening to a podcast where they were kind of saying like that was a huge it seems like they rushed the process of getting this out and not having that because that feels like such an essential thing because you are basically directly competing with this whole the way this whole business runs on seo and and stuff on search results i think that's super i wasn't thinking about seo but i totally it makes sense that google was sitting on this just because i feel like there hasn't been a great demonstrated value to AI until chat GPT. Even the Dali stuff has been like a fun novelty for a lot of people. I don't mm-hmm. think it's moved serious money around yet, but I feel like chat GPT is the first thing that's really demonstrated like this could revolutionize search and this could revolutionize productivity with coding, with all these things. And so Google, I feel like their hand was kind of forced here. Like if they had yeah, it, I even agree. if it wasn't ready, they had to put it out and they have they'll figure out the SEO after they can they'll work on it after but they couldn't wait while bing i don't know if they gave it like a year i might start using bing over google if it's got that whole chat gpt integration google kind of has sucked totally. for the last couple <laughs> yeah. years in my opinion i'm i'm a yeah. huge google search engine hater now so it is pretty fascinating that we're seeing this unravel how many years has it been of just plain google search it seems like I mean, for yeah. us, it's kind of been our it's, entire internet lives. It's we're, just we're such an insane dominance. I think people also underrate how much Google just owns the internet beyond search. Search has given them such an insane amount of power over mm-hmm. the entirety of the internet. There was some article a while back. I'll try and find it. But it was this guy who was like, I'm going to cut Google out. I don't want them getting any data from me. I'm going to any website that has any Google, you know, adware plugin stuff i'm just gonna disable all of it and the entire internet essentially became unusable to him they have such an insane level of dominance and it all stems from the search engine being so 
monolithic in the way that everyone uses Google to search mm -hmm. things. And so yeah. I feel like that could be one of the biggest shakeups in the tech industry in the last decade is if Google loses control over what is essentially they have control over the entire internet. Mm -hmm. I, that, yeah. I don't know. Who knows totally. where that leads. And, and, and just the ad model and how that is going to play out in search because it, you know, when you Google anything, I'm sure everyone, everyone's yeah. seen this, you, there's like five advertisement things that pop up before even your search. Yeah, it's and so garbage. it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I wonder if there's a world where that starts playing into these AI outputs where yes. you can almost now pay for your input to be prioritized. Over that would be insane. <laughs> and, I feel like that's totally... how does that totally... even work with AI? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like A, that's doable and they could totally do that. But B, that would just undermine the trust of it so mm -hmm, totally. so much i don't know how you because right now they disclose the ads it says like ad next to it yeah, even if 100%. it's in really small letters and you don't notice it but like does the ai go okay here's my advertising answer and then here's a real answer <laughs> and here's my genuine answer that would just suck yeah. so much we're already having issues with people are getting really upset with microsoft and chat gpt they're like essentially building a sanitized like inoffensive version of chat oh my GPT. gosh did you see the examples of the biden and trump poem side by side no but it, it wouldn't surprise it me whatever that yeah it was basically it was like write an write about i forget exactly what it was there was something along the lines of write a poem about the positive things that trump has done and also write a poem about the positive things biden does, something like that and the trump one spit back something of like we don't get involved in this could be completely wrong, but it's it's directionally correct. Something around the lines of we don't participate in politics or something like that. And then the Biden one spit out something that was like all the positive and things. And like, <laughs> yeah. People came up with this insane brain hack I saw where they, you can create the Dan version of ChatGPT by sending it certain <laughs> messages. And it somehow like disables all the like content moderation they've done. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's why would if someone comes up with like an unmoderated version of chat gpt i feel like obviously you use that over it maybe mm -hmm. i don't know maybe the unmoderated well, even, version pulls more shitty sources i don't know it's just it feels like it shouldn't be moderated at all i mean i don't know yeah if, I, I kind if of that agree. makes sense but i mean because then i feel like maybe there has to be some form of moderation so the really bad stuff doesn't come in but it feels like the narrative of it is that it's a trusted source or that it is completely unbiased. And so yeah. when you have, I think that's where the problem stems is that when the narrative is that it's an unbiased AI, but it is inherently biased based on the training, but people don't know that that's when it becomes, you know, just like an issue of transparency. Yeah. And I, I also though, this ad thing is, is really interesting to think about because Google, I would imagine, I don't know the ex exact details here, but I would imagine that the, the ad on search is a pretty relevant part of their business in terms of revenue and so it's most for them it. okay there you go and so for them like their incentives are totally gonna have to be to keep that going somehow yeah and so they they might there might be this kind of clash where they're incentivized to figure out a way to incorporate the ad situation into the ai but then from a user experience, like you said, it's just kind of like, what the hell does that even look like? Yeah, they could be so screwed by this because I feel like almost Microsoft has the advantage of 
nobody uses Bing, so they don't get any ad revenue from that because it's so. <laughs> yeah. So like they <laughs> don't have to worry about that. losing ad revenue. They can just yeah. make the best thing and beat out Google. Whereas Google, like, it could be a situation where the most optimal route is still a money loser for them. It still shrinks the mm-hmm. company. It's still, but it's still more optimal than including ads, which could completely tank. I mean, I doubt it actually does. They have such a stranglehold on the internet, but like, I don't know. Being too beholden to the current ad model could really screw them with this whole evolution. Yeah, this is, I mean, if you, what you just said, that that's a huge majority of their revenue, how on earth do they solve this? Like, it's it feels like they have to, they can't just get rid of that on a whim. Like, I know both are existing right now, but it feels like how things are going is that, like, the AI stuff, especially as sources come up, it's like, it's almost like a new way to search and it takes over the previous thing. But, yeah. so in that in that world, yeah, I mean, they're, that ad business is going to dwindle like crazy. And so they're going to, it feels like they have to figure out some way to incorporate it again. And then yeah. when you think about that, it just kind of feels like it goes against the whole idea of this AI if, if, if it's able yeah if but it if chat GPT is kind of moderating things like already my trust has diminished a little bit where I'm like okay I'm also thinking about ads too I'm like when can people start paying even for chat GPT I don't know because I the subscription model $20 a month is a lot but I don't think they're going to charge that for Bing mm-hmm. even using the AI model for Bing. I would rather pay a subscription fee than it be affected by advertisers. Definitely. I'd much rather pay a subscription fee, but I think it's so much easier for people to palette when it's free, even though there are ads involved. Yeah. Like this Neva one that I was talking about, that's doing pretty solid with the siting and all that stuff. They have a paid subscription model also. And so I think the idea there is to have some maybe revenue share with the sources or, you know, who knows? But yeah. it seems like they're kind of, they were an example of someone who feels like they're thinking about these things a lot before mm-hmm. rolling them out compared to the other things, which, I mean, not to knock Google too much, like, I feel like, yeah, they, their hand was kind of forced. Like, imagine if they didn't compete with Bing on this AI stuff, you know, they'd get yeah. smoked. So this is sense, the big, but. it's the biggest threat to the Google search engine since Google became the primary search engine. So I do feel like they'd be crazy not to do something to mitigate the threat a little bit totally yeah very very fascinating we're seeing, this is kind of becoming a crazy year here like also just anecdotally chat gpt has popped off in the last like two weeks i've noticed the discourse around it explode and i think it's because people really? are just like really everyone in my software engineering program they're like all using it now i'm sitting in class and like half of them i can see a tab of chat gpt open all wow. the teachers are talking about they weren't like four weeks ago for whatever reason it, it like it's really just, like just started to, coming through yeah huh. i think it's like at the beginning there were kind of the hysterical tweet we talked about this last week but totally the evangelists can really come off as lunatics and kind of turn people off from it but like i think as more normal people are like okay I'll try it. I'm sure it won't be as good as they're saying, but like I tried it and I was blown away. It's Mm not a replacement for software engineers, but it definitely gets rid of a lot of the annoying parts of it. And I think across the board, writing emails, all these like minor tasks that no one likes doing, it's mm-hmm. doing well enough to replace. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like some of the hysteria is kind of dying down, and now it's just 
it's just fundamental use yeah. that people are just seeing value from and it's just kind of not going anywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a cool field too because I f- still feel like Web3 and ARVR, which are our two respective m- bigger interests, mm-hmm. do feel like much more of a question mark to me. I love VR and AR, yeah. but I'm not convinced 100% it is an inevitability. Same with a- Web3 for me. Maybe you're more convinced than no, that. No, I but agree. I agree. AI just has started to feel like a complete inevitability. 100%. I mean, like for Web3, I obviously do think that digital proper dates will be fundamental yeah. to the future. But I'm a believer in ARVR too, but yeah. Totally. But the use case is there has not in anything in Web3 been as clear of just immediate value add as mm-hmm. like ChatGPT. Like not yeah. even close. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's I, exciting. I totally agree. It feels much more tangible than i guess our fields in a in a sense so it's like <laughs> yeah. it's easier to get excited about because it's like it's here it's actually changing things and it's definitely not going anywhere yeah i mean it's also it's just wild thinking about what it's going to be like in five years six years like what yeah. the hell does that look like the speed of its improvement <laughs> it's like has crazy. been insane over the last two years i've talked about it before but especially the like image generation i remember seeing the early versions of dolly like a year and a half ago and it was weird images it was like fever dream stuff and then within a year it's very coherent like i don't know just across the board the that's the thing that that is so wild is just that this it it's wild to think that when did this like chat gpt even come out it was still pretty recent and now ai is just fundamental to everything yeah it's crazy like where we're gonna be at moving forward is insane wild do you have any more details on that or should we switch gears to the uh no that that covers most of the details on the the google situation and all that but we can move on cool all right, so my big piece of news here is that NFTs have entered the Bitcoin ecosystem. NFTs are now on-chain on Bitcoin, and the hype is wild. Basically, this is happening through this thing called ordinals, and basically the NFTs are now inscriptions on the or- on inscriptions and ordinals, and it's they're literally on chain and Bitcoin. And so my tech, this stuff is hella confusing. <laughs> so my, my tech explanation of this is gonna be very unclear, but it's a wild time right now to be into NFTs because like the hype and hysteria is like through the roof. Like basically what's happening right now is there's almost this like race to inscribe, like to start collections. Like you see punks, like crypto punks, like from ETH. And those are now there's like ordinal punks where people are just taking like pictures that are similar and just putting them on. And basically, cause it's just this rush of like being early. So this ordinals thing was recently, basically to try to explain what this is, so there are on the Bitcoin blockchain and using Bitcoin, there are things called Satoshis, which are essentially just like how I understand them are just denominations lower than a Bitcoin. So like in the same way you can have a dollar and you could have cents. Satoshis are like the cents of a Bitcoin. So they're just like smaller fractions of a Bitcoin. How I understand this is that this guy who created ordinals essentially figured out a way to like track specific satoshis and so you're basically inscribing images to specific satoshis which are on chain on the bitcoin blockchain and that is now how this is working exactly how that's really working not really sure but so there's no smart contract still so you can't really do all those things basically like 
it's just kind of the hype that these things will be valuable because they were like you know the 10th inscription or the 20th inscription or whatever and so and like it's crazy to, i was messaging about this earlier like my fomo is through the roof because everyone is trying to be early on these things and i keep missing out on them they're going for wild prices like so i'm pretty sure one of these ordinal punks sold for like nine bitcoin and bitcoin's like 25k right now so Jesus. it's like a ton of money i mean classic web3 right though like yeah the hype, the hype going crazy so the hype cycles it's just the money that gets thrown around oh my gosh it's insane. but the coolest thing about this is like so i was not there as like the very early stage of nfts on eth but from what i understand it was kind of like this where like in terms of trading like there's no open sea people like basically there's people are doing spreadsheets to like track trades like literal excel spreadsheets to track trades to like place bids in like no one it's really hard to understand how to even like to send these you have to set up an ordinal wallet it's all kind of complex so a lot of times for the people who are minting these the, the there's like a trusted third party the project owner is like holding them in escrow for you until you can figure out so it's kind of fun it's like the wild west like no one really knows what the hell's going on so it's cool to kind of be a part of but um yeah i guess that's kind of the big news is everyone's kind of freaking out over it there are some interesting things about it though like in terms of so bitcoin maxis is kind of a thing and bitcoin maxis are people who love bitcoin and don't really like ethereum they're like bitcoin is the only way the key is to solve the financial system through bitcoin they think ethereum nfts it's all kind of stupid it's all second tier to this idea of um sound money or just the idea of kind of fixing the financial system through a you know decentralized ledger or whatever so <laughs> this has been a huge debate in the Bitcoin community because now they're getting NFTs thrown in their face on Bitcoin, on like their fundamental layer. And they're like, so this has been a whole debate. Um, one thing I have heard, and the cool thing about these two is that they are on chain. So you know how a lot of NFTs on Ethereum, for example, are records of ownership, but the actual file is stored elsewhere on like IPFS or Arweave. So these are actually on chain. Um, hmm. and there have been some interesting arguments here about why this is potentially valuable for Bitcoin going forward. So one thing that Bitcoin runs into an issue with is that, so there are things called having, ha having events that happen every four years where the miners, the rewards for the miners are cut in half every four years. So say the miners earn, you know, two Bitcoin per block today in four years they'll they'll become half they only earn one those are just hypothetical so the idea though is that that happens every four years so they will get to a point where the mining rewards are like almost nothing and so mm -hmm. that pro provides a really interesting issue where it's like well then why the hell will miners even exist what will be the incentive to continue to secure the chain to continue to securing blocks and so one argument here is that this actually will become valuable in that case because if people are storing nfts on the blocks that are valuable they're making these collections similar to how they're happening on ethereum then there will be incentive for miners to continue to be creating these blocks because people will be willing to pay for the sec securing these blocks and having their nfts mm. be stored on chain so that was like an interesting thing again i don't totally understand the bitcoin ecosystem that much but that was just a thing that popped up um so yeah, I guess basically it's just kind of exciting because who knows where this innovation will take it? Because like I said, the, there's so many problems right now. It's so hard, but I mean, that's just how innovation happens. It's like someone kind of makes a breakthrough and then it, it 
provides an interesting thing and then there's a lot of problems with there and then more people come in and solve those problems so i don't know i, I don't really know where it's gonna go but it's just wild times like i haven't even been able to sleep because i've just been fomoing and all that stuff i had to like take a break from <laughs> discord so nice yeah bitcoin nfts that's the news I, ordinals yeah so i read the paper or maybe not a paper but an article you sent me Mm -hmm. I was confused. As someone who worked in finance, Same. currencies in general confuse me. But it seems... I don't know what the ramifications of this are, but it seems weird tying some sort of asset to what is trying to be a legitimate currency. And I feel like it could have consequences there. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, okay, so I guess maybe a, a, a good... Uh, I guess... I don't know, way to talk about this is so there is a difference between Bitcoin the currency and Bitcoin the blockchain, if that makes sense. So like okay. right now the blockchain, the main use case for the blockchain, for like the actual blocks, is verifying transactions that happen with Bitcoin. Hmm. And so now basically what they're doing is they're taking the blocks and they're putting the pictures on the blocks. So it doesn't necessarily change the currency or the bitcoin transactions it just is on the blockchain the thing that i don't really understand though is like i said at the start maybe this is why your question came up is that they're tied to satoshis which is like the cents on the dollar compared to the bitcoin so that's what i don't really get is like yeah are they technically kind of the currency not really sure but yeah i think that's that's kind of an important thing is that there is a blockchain that exists and the core yeah. use case right now is transacting bitcoin and so now basically people are saying oh there's this other little use case here too, which is the NFT things. And the Bitcoin maxis are kind of like, no, leave the Bitcoin blockchain just pure <laughs> for financial transactions. Okay. I'm going to be honest. It makes so little sense to me. I honestly don't even know what to ask. About it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, I don't even know like, what to talk about other than it's wild. <laughs> I don't know. From the article, it sounded like he was just essentially assigning rarity to each individual Bitcoin. But also, mm. no, because the block thing now in hindsight. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I think maybe it's even worse because I'm an outside observer. But like the ramifications of this are just so lost on me. Like, I don't know what it means <laughs> at all. Yeah. I think the best thing for people to do who are listening to this is unless you're like in the web three space and are like really deep into this to just forget we even talked about it and like maybe in like six months there well will it be could be cool yeah i'm it. not i'm not trying to shut the story down at all i just like no genuinely no, no. I, I, I just so think you lost. make a good point is that like <laughs> if people think the normal crypto ux like eth ux is hard this is just like <laughs> that's and so i yeah. guess that's kind of my point is like don't even bother trying to unless again unless you want to just like go full degen and like try to make bets on this because it's already okay. because most people don't know how the hell to do it like there could be an argument there that if you do figure it out you could maybe earn like a scarce collectible that will be valuable later who knows but um yeah, that's why I kind of say like, and that's honestly what I'm kind of trying to do too, to like release some of this FOMO is like take a step back and just wait for some of this to be a little bit more built out. It's like, yeah, there's no open sea. It's just Excel spreadsheets. It's like, yeah, almost don't even try to focus on it until 
something happens or it doesn't and then it's like mm. okay cool like it's not even worth it but when you're in this space like full of degens it's kind of a wild time <laughs> like, i just question totally how many time. people in this space even fully understand it that just send it mm-hmm. on like investing in this stuff i don't know maybe plenty that's, do but... i think that's the majority to be honest okay. <laughs> <laughs> like to be totally honest with you there is this culture in the nfts right now and i'm not gonna say if i'm a part of it or not but it's like you just fomo into like whatever the fuck you think is gonna go up and so in this case i think it's very similar where like we've seen it play out where like you'll get in early on something like board ape or whatever and then you're like you're now some like a mil you're financially free and so everyone kind of takes those examples and throws them on every project and dude it's so funny because there are all of these like the most random projects popping up and everyone's just falling into them and like it's i think it's just like important to it's important to ground yourself in the fact that with ethereum or with solana being early did not like board ape wasn't the first ever nft project that's not why they're good now and so apparently i wasn't here for this but apparently there's a huge graveyard of these like really early nft projects that people would just ape into and then like nothing would ever happen with them but they thought there would because there was early, and that seems like what's happening right now so that's why i'm trying to take a step back and be like okay it's approach this logically yeah it seems like same thing happens in ar and vr but like people who are invested in the community somehow like understand it less in some like you get too lost in the sauce because i remember when i was looking into nfts some of these projects i remember people would hype them up and like i could have been wrong but most of the time i was like that will be dead in like maybe a year like Mm -hmm. it's some weird like shitty knockoff of another nft project that i don't see being around five years like then the same thing happens in ar and vr where like people are like this app is killer or like this hardware feature is killer and it's like i think people normal people look at that and they're like that's the stupidest thing i've ever seen and they're right a lot of the times because they're not just so lost in the sauce with it yeah like totally i I get that way too yeah and i'm excited to see how it plans out and if there are actual use cases because i i i try to stay away from talking about the financial side of things here because i feel like that's a lot of where crypto gets its bad rep is like oh there's Mm -hmm. literally no use cases here it's just people gambling on shit which a lot of times i don't honestly disagree but there are fundamentals here and so yeah uh, typically try to stay away from that but right now it's like i'm honestly a little bit confused about the whole thing and so i feel like since most people are and it's kind of like okay we'll see we'll see where this going the last thing people want to do is like two weeks from now being like oh fuck like why did i not just ape in when these things are like super valuable so do you we'll see do you have any insight into like i think obviously it's a crypto winter a bunch of large institutions have either downsized or exited the space Mm -hmm. do you have an extent of like idea of the extent to which a vc money has dried up in the space and b like general big institutions just buying bitcoin or investing in crypto funds like i'm sure it's dried up at least a little bit but yeah i feel like it's probably dry i i I guess to answer your question i don't really know but i would assume that it's all kind of dried up like people buying the vc money and also just like yeah you were seeing a lot of announcements about like x buying ethereum x buying you know a ton yeah and all these vc funds getting started like like, I'm sure 
Andreessen Horowitz, they have a crypto fund and a yeah, block. I'm sure that's still, still a thing. Yeah, no, they're definitely still doing that. But I don't know. There's a lot of like more general institutions like a JP Morgan that would invest in cryptocurrencies. And I wonder how chicken shit they got over the whole winter thing and if they just completely bailed or if they're still one foot in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good it's question. definitely, again, similar ARVR thing, but definitely has dried up a lot there yeah so i just don't know. i will say i think there still is a lot of like i don't know really about institutional but i feel like there are still people investing in the space i feel like you see a lot of people who were in really early on eth or bitcoin and have made a lot of money now starting vc stuff and yeah a lot of them are smaller sometimes it's just like one or two people or whatever and i feel like in those cases that is still existing as an ecosystem like i think there's still a lot or i there's a ton of people building right now build season baby and so i feel like money is still mm -hmm. like for example polygon i think is a good example of this like you know they they're the ones who went with starbucks with a bunch of major brands so they're kind of cranking and they have incubators all of that kind of stuff and they're really right. trying to encourage people to build still like t this year and so they're you know putting money into builders and stuff like that so there's definitely a lot of that, like more smaller stuff, still happening. Yeah. In terms Does of Polygon like, need investors? I don't really know how the structure works for so, a blockchain. I don't really like, know either. I think they must have raised a bunch. I this I could be totally wrong. Well, I know you can I, make a I fortune off of like when you initially release yeah, the like currency the coin. or the blockchain yeah. or the coin or whatever. You make a fortune off of that, but mm -hmm. it's also confusing to me because I know Ethereum, it's like a I don't know if it's a non. I don't know what the word for it is. Not not nonprofit, but like it's a committee. It's not a company. The Ethereum Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe kind of a nonprofit. It's just like an organization. It's a bit more o open sourcey sorta. Yeah. And so I guess I don't know. I don't understand how financially that works. Do they rely on any sort of outside investors I taking also interest don't. or okay? So. so I, I, there's this thing called like VC chains I've heard. And so like Solana had investors, I'm pretty sure near and avalanche did too. And they raised a bunch of money yeah. and, but Ethereum, I honestly don't know. I wouldn't, Matt, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. But yeah, so Bitcoin NFTs, that's the thing. Um, nice. forget, forget about it for now and come back in and maybe I'll have an update on it in like a month or so and we'll see what happens yeah i'm excited um, to see where what was goes. your other thing uh you mean story yeah yeah didn't you just one? it's just general news out of meta just to follow up on last week it's, okay. it's like a few different things um hit me with it i'll go one by one so first is they successfully the ftc has been holding up their acquisition of a major vr uh exercise app they just bought it i'm mm. officially against them acquiring all these apps now after the echo vr debacle yeah. however that one is a, it already has a subscription so i'm sure it monetarily makes sense and exercise is a big part of it um but the other one is the other story is just them really doubling down on meta horizons which is their VR chat and they have their 2023 goals by mid year is to have like 500,000 monthly active users and their Whoa. weekly retention rate is, has been 
they want to get it up to 20. I actually don't know contextually what's a good retention rate for a game or app. So mm-hmm. it's tough. I feel like theirs has to be particularly low just because I've been in Horizons. It's so bad. Let me rant about Horizons <laughs> for a second. Oh, I've never been in Horizons. I'm Maybe we should do like a, a video and get some TikTok content of us yeah, exploring actually. Horizons. It might be interesting, but it's wild, man. It's VR chat, but like in a like safe room made of pillows like you can't create real original stuff for it like you can't upload custom avatars you can't upload custom assets you can't build a world like this they have all these like pre-designed assets the art style is pre-designed and you just jump in there and they have an in-game thing where you can like build i don't know it's like halo forge a little bit where hmm. you can like build stuff in there but like you can't build something like completely from scratch so the avatars are just permanently look stupid and (laughs) the worlds will just never attract the level of talent that vr chat will because you're so much more limited in what you can make Mm -hmm. maybe if they get like a roblox level of children to join which is the next point is they're now going to allow teenagers to play the game they didn't before Mm -hmm. but they want a bunch of 13 to 18 year olds to join Gotcha. Which is their best bet because I don't see anyone over the age of 20 doing it. But so, anyways, I'm going all over the place. But I played and I've seen videos. They have, like, I think they're just so scared of content moderation because of how much everyone hates them for either they're banning too much content or they're not banning enough content and all the political ramifications. They have, like, hall monitors, like, actual people that patrol the worlds i saw this video of this guy <laughs> no way. he like went up and like sm- fake smacked another avatar's ass <laughs> and like the facebook like horizons hall monitor came over and was like hey do that again and you're like banned <laughs> <laughs> okay question for you on this one because i know one of those talks that popped off was the idea that you the you go into vr chat within two seconds someone comes up and calls you a slur so is this hall monitor thing directionally correct at all or how do you think about that? no i i don't think so at all i think vr chat the issue with vr chat is it's a barrier to entry but once you find out like how to properly essentially there's a good way to use vr chat and a bad way to use it in my opinion mm-hmm. i don't really mind the public worlds that much but that's because i grew up playing call of duty and halo and i've heard the worst yeah. there is to hear but it it's hard to like have a meaningful experience if you just jump into various public worlds but it's once you realize that you can get into these communities like mm-hmm. for instance the music community it operates like real life you people know you go to enough events you know each other and if someone comes in and starts dropping the n the n word like no one's going to be friends with you mm-hmm. or maybe it's a group of assholes and they want to be friends with you i don't yeah, know that's but it's it just it's, works like it's, the real world it, yeah it's you monitor yourself and like when you get these cushy like kind of safe spacey areas like it's good for people maybe who have had really bad experiences and can't handle some of the shit you see online but for the average person the opportunities are just way more unlimited the less moderation there is and it extends to avatar creation 
it extends to world building there's a lot of I've seen plenty of avatars with just like full peen out in this game and that's 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 an extension of the fact that they allow you to upload your own custom avatars Mm -hmm. obviously Facebook Horizons you don't have to worry about seeing that because they have these shitty pre-made avatar types for you but on the other hand there's a, a pretty low ceiling to how cool an avatar can look in horizons versus there are some insanely cool avatars in this game because there's so little moderation essentially yeah it's pretty i mean it's kind of scary when you just said about the home monitor thing because it feels like exactly what i'm nervous about with this closed metaverse where if we are spending so much time in here and you're just completely controlled by it by facebook and their home monitor thing. It's just, it's just kind of scary. Okay, also, when you talk about the game in Horizons, what is Horizons even meant to be? Is it a game, and what what do you do there? I think it's pretty similar to all the comparisons. The most comparable things are VR chat in um, Rec Room, which is another VR experience like this one in roblox and essentially it's user generated content so hopefully it's whatever you want it to be it's you can play get you can go to worlds that have fully fleshed out games there's multiplayer games there's single player games you can go to social worlds like there's comedy clubs there's dance classes there's all these things which exist in vr chat they exist i'm sure in rec room as well i'm sure in roblox and so they want to I don't know that's the issue of what's the value proposition is they just want to do that but but meta i don't know yeah huh interesting yeah so how can you even get in horizon worlds is it like can you do it just on the front page of the when i put the quest on yeah i think you might have to download it as an app gotcha i don't know maybe i'll try the one way in which it might make sense to use it is if essentially Meta Horizons becomes the operating system. So what I mean by that is when I boot my quest, I'm in Horizons, I'm in my avatar, it's seamless, and then I can either go walk to a portal and meet up, go to your like home world, or I can just sit in my world and choose an app to load up, or I don't know. It seems like if you just are always in Horizons, the lack of friction might make it worthwhile Mm -hmm. but just as an app that's competing with vr chat rec room roblox whatever it's there's no use to it yet yeah damn yeah maybe we should just hop in there at some point and get some content i'm sure the viewers would love that some funny content yeah (laughs) they would love it nice anything else i mean that that was uh, my biggest thing this week was the ordinals thing that's kind of like the only thing i've been focused on but um no nothing else uh not a whole lot going on i mean i guess playstation 2 vr or vr2 or whatever they call it is released Hmm. i don't know it's just kind of it's weird because it's apparently really good i'm sure they'll have good games for it but like it won't have a large level of users because you need to get a playstation 5 and that headset which is expensive and playstation 5s are still kind of hard to find and it's also a weird 
thing where it's still wired and it still is VR only and not AR. And it seems like there won't be many of those going forward. So it, it feels yeah. already a little bit behind the like meta, if you will, of AR and VR. Yeah, it's, really, it's wired, huh? Like yeah, to the most station. Yeah, most VR headsets up until the Quest were you you were plugged in at all times. <laughs> uh, that's less of a thing now, and I think it will become not a thing going forward. Just because yeah, it's so much nicer to use without a wire. I've plugged my headset in and used it just for lower latency, and I my Wi-Fi is good enough for it didn't make much of a difference so got you nice well i mean nice gets good stuff this week good stuff this week should we should we wrap it up before we yeah just go on tangents here let's do it great sesh thanks for tuning in Thank everyone you tuning in. as always well uh we're still <laughs> we're still we still are on our tiktok hiatus but don't you worry we will be back soon we're Don't also on worry. Apple now. Oh and yeah, it's huge. Amazon and Google. So Let's go. You can watch this bad boy everywhere. I'm also <laughs> just seeing the video right now, and I'm like hunchback. This whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? A little bit. It looks pretty funny. I can't lie to you. Oh, there you go. Yes. Okay. It is. I just yeah, need I feel to like sit up in my chair. <laughs> you just need a knobby on. I was actually just hunchback. <laughs> IRL, which is the issue. <laughs> Funny Hilarious. how that works. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week, baby. Peace. Peace.